Hola, this is Maria Plata, and I am here to tell you all about the random things I learn every day. I am a mom, a wife, a teacher, a highly sensitive person, and just a creative soul who wants to share my day-to-day learning with you. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast, and let's get talking. Hello, and welcome to the Plata Life Podcast, Season 6, Episode 23. In today's episode, I am going to cross my fingers and hope that the first time works for the recording of this podcast, unlike last time. Um, I guess we will only know once I'm done, so cross your fingers with me and let's hope that we don't have to do it four times today. Um, yeah, we're gonna. I'm going to be reading the second part of Shiloh the Shiny Thing, just updating on day-to-day life stuff. Um yeah, we'll see where this takes us. I have about 30 minutes before I have to go do something. So hopefully I'm praying to all the gods and the universe and whatever else is out there um, that this recording will work. Maybe there was just like a glitch in the system last time. I don't know. I'm hoping. So, all right. Um, I have finished writing in the second part of Shiloh. I am working through a lot of things are coming up for me, of course, as I write this particular story. And one of the things that I've been sort of talking to my therapist about and just kind of like this ongoing limiting belief theme that I have is um, this idea of visibility. And I think that is one of the reasons why I stepped back from social media, which if you don't follow me on social media, I'm back on social media, but I'm only really sharing my writing on there. So um, I think what happens is in my mind, there are all these limiting beliefs about if I'm seen, then that means that people will fill in the blank. Um, I think that has been a huge thing from childhood and clearly my therapist, you know, she's like, I've noticed that I'm like, I know, I know these things. And I'm noticing it a lot more in my coaching stuff lately as I, I don't know, I guess I sort of had this idea that I would start my summer and be so excited to really go all in into the coaching. And I'm three weeks into my summer and there's been illnesses with the kids. There's been like, I haven't been feeling great. Um, just, you know, that time of the month. TMI, I know, but like, I just, I haven't really been syncing up with my cycle and it just has me feeling like I'm doing things wrong. And I have my workshop coming up on Saturday. I have one person who bought a ticket. I'm so grateful for this particular human being who is just like so awesome um, in every sense of the way, you know who you are out there. Um, But I guess there's this concept in my head about I had 13 people show up last time, so therefore I need to have just as many, if not more, the second time around. Like this thought about progression, this belief that if I am getting better at something, that I should be seeing better results. And I think there's a validity to that, right? Like there's a there's truth behind that. Like, yes, if you have a business, you should be seeing the numbers grow, meaning that you are being successful in a way in your business. But this is not one of those times where I need to be like black and white about numbers and I can't seem to snap out of it, which I think is creating this very intense dynamic within myself, which I'm sure other people are feeling. And so it's sort of like the self-fulfilling prophecy that, see, I knew that I wasn't meant to be a coach. And so there's this part of me, probably Agar, 
you know, who's afraid and who doesn't want to be seen, who's sort of hiding in the shadows and just wanting to like, wanting to do the thing, but feeling very scared for whatever reason. So um, I'm currently working through all of that and knowing that I'm still going to do the workshop, even if nobody shows up, I'm still going to show up like that. I've promised that to myself. Like I said, when I started this whole journey, same thing with the podcast, same thing with my writing, like I will continue to show up consistently and I will continue to be there in a way that feels good to me. Um, for as long as I can. And if at some point I realize that it really isn't the thing to do, then I will know that and I will move on to something else or whatever. But I think I had this idea in my head that the end of May would be here. I would spend all this time marketing. I would get all these people to sign up. It would just sort of give me this like, yes, I meant to do this thing. And I forget that things are supposed to be hard a lot of the times. Not supposed to be hard, but like there's challenges and this is part of it. So I'm just talking out loud because I'm trying to process through it, but I am still really excited. Uh, we're going to be doing the metaphor tool, which is really like my favorite thing to use when I'm coaching. Um, and I think it really works with creative people and people who are very sensitive because I think what I've noticed just from my observations is that we naturally do this on a day-to-day -day basis. Like we naturally look at the world in this sort of like, everything has a deeper meaning type of way. And so when we use our natural ability to just do that, then it really empowers us to see the world, um, to sort of like take charge of that, to sort of have that ownership behind it. And I think that's crucial, especially when you're doing like life coaching stuff, right? Like you're already at this place, but you want to get better at something or you want to expand on something or you want, you know, whatever it is. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of funny that I'm, going through this process and I'm writing about Shiloh who lost the shininess to him, to them and I'm also feeling a little bit like discombobulated in what I want to do um, with my own coaching practice and all of that. I guess I also thought that I would feel so much more motivated to go out and find more clients and like it would all somehow magically work out and instead what I'm feeling is this like dreaded sense of pressure that I have just as many weeks and we're going to be going out of town for a full week. We're doing all these other things that are like disruptions, I guess I would say to this like energy flow I thought I would have. And so everything just feels very different than what I had hoped and anticipated. And so I'm having to sort of like pivot a lot and that it can be very tricky for someone like me. But I do have to say that because of all of this, I am noticing that my creative practice, taking that time every week to sit down and write part of a story, um, I need to get back to the illustrations. I'm going to do that after um, I have a call today. So I'm going to do that after that. But that really is grounding me. And so I am going to repeat the same things I always say. If you are a sensitive person, having a creative practice is so grounding and it can help you in tremendous ways to work through the hardships and challenges that you're going to face in your day-to-day -day life. Like that's just it. It's waking up early to sit in front of my journal and to like just get this process started of my creative practice and to sit with a laptop and just type away even at my typewriter. I used it last week. Like all of those things really help me kind of get back into my body and resettle so that I can use my sensitivity in a way that is beneficial for me and not just being overstimulated about everything all the time. 
So with that being said, I will go ahead and read part two and then we'll see what happens after that. All right. So Shiloh the shiny thing, part two. Yes, so our shine is really important to the forest. Obviously, it helps spread the energy. It sort of gives us a job, they said with a soft smile and a slight squint in their eyes. That makes a lot of sense, I said thinking if they weren't actually bothered by losing their shine or if that was a cover-up for it really being bothersome. Hey Shiloh, I have a hunch that you actually do care about this shine of yours but don't want to admit how important it is to you. Tell me where I'm wrong. Giving hunches was a great way to see if those gut feelings I felt in my body were accurate. Not that it mattered if I was right or wrong. It just allowed me to help these characters in a more efficient and deep way. Oh, Shiloh responded. I hate it when others are right about things I'm trying to avoid. They winked at me. So what does that mean for you? This was an exciting moment in the development of our relationship. These characters grew so much so quickly. I was becoming more aware of the beginning points they all started with. I mean, of course, this shine is important to me. It gives us a sense of purpose in this forest, but it's also a bit confusing and frustrating. Why would I lose my shine by doing something that I loved and actually enjoyed? That's not to say that jumping from branch to branch wasn't fun or anything, but it just didn't seem to be true to who I actually am. I am a roots kind of character. I am so mesmerized by root systems and living things that I just had to find out. It seemed that they were beginning to confuse themselves even more. Yeah, I hear you, Shiloh. It doesn't make sense to be able to shine from something that doesn't feel true to you. But there must be a reason. What do you think? They are quiet for a few minutes. I allow the silence to fill the space. We could hear the other shiny things harmonizing in beautiful ways. Their songs blended together so effortlessly. It was a little hard to not be deeply moved by them. Maybe my shine just got a little confused, like it jumped out of me and is now lost, wandering by itself in the forest. But perhaps I don't even need it. I seem to be doing just fine. We kept wandering deeper, wandering deeper into an area of the forest where the star's flower being shined began to change colors. Some were that bright yellow I had first witnessed, and others began to change into different shades of blues and greens. They were jumping so much that they began to mix together to make this incredible teal color. It was magnificent. Oh, wow, I said as I spun around to see all the colors. Why are they changing colors? We like to do this from time to time. When we feel an intense emotion as a collective, we begin to shift into a different color. It looks like right now they are all feeling a sense of renewal. Their eyes began to look a bit sadder than before. Hey Shiloh, hey Shiloh, if you want to just take it easy and look at the roots, we can do that too. I am taking your lead here. I knew that sometimes when we get pushed too far, we tend to shut down. I'm not feeling sad that I don't have my shine anymore, they began to explain. It's more that I'm realizing that the shine I did have never felt quite right. And it's like nobody ever even noticed. What's up with that? It sounds like you're okay with not having a shine, I said to see what else would come up. Yes, I would rather have no shine at all than the wrong shine for me. This, I know for sure. They smiled and looked up. But in all honesty, it is hard to look around and see everyone so happy with their shine. It almost makes me want to force myself to be okay with the shine I had just so that I can be part of my community. But these roots, they are really interesting. I had started to walk off and saw these ginormous roots all over the ground. They twisted and turned in all kinds of ways. Some were intertwined and even looked like braided strands of hair. I know, right? They're beautiful. You can see how well they connect to one another. This gives them the tremendous strength against the forces of nature. Shiloh was so excited that I could have sworn I saw a little glow on their chest area, but it cleared up so quickly that I wasn't sure if I had imagined it. 
And the most incredible thing is that these trees help each other survive by passing down signals through their root systems. We can feel it when we are on their branches. It's like a little jolt of electricity. Then the other trees send down nutrients via the root systems to help them. It makes me so proud to be part of such a beautiful part of nature. I couldn't stop staring at the different roots on the ground. I kept walking and walking until I heard Shiloh. Oh no, I think we went too far. I looked up and there was barely any light in this part of the forest. I reached into my pack that I somehow managed to remember through all of my adventures with my character friends, but my flashlight was gone. Yikes. Okay, Shiloh, should we turn around? They looked back and then forward again. But what if my shine is in there? I knew if Agar had been here, he would have absolutely said no way before Shiloh even finished that question. I took a deep breath and paid attention to my body. It seemed to feel like it was a safe place to go. I think we can go in. We'll just be slow and careful. You know, mindful of our environment. I'm a little sad, Shiloh began to say. My shine would have come in super handy right about now. I chuckled. Yes, the irony is not lost on me. Shiloh grabbed my finger with her little petal-looking hand, and we began walking into the darkness of the forest. Oh, I love it. I'm so happy. Um, Yeah, I don't know why. I just got so excited, but I really do feel like... <sighs> There's progression of these characters and how they're coming into life and how they're, you know, going through this journey and how Isabel is really going into the darkness of the forest. Um, like I've read about this, like the hero's journey and, you know, you have to go through the mountain, not over it or under or whatever. Um, but I feel like me sitting here at this desk, which by the way, I, we got a new desk from Ikea and it's like way smaller than my other one. And it's like the perfect writing desk. I don't know. It just makes me so happy. Um, I lost my train of thought. I would say, oh yes, I feel like sitting here um, discovering these characters, AKA these parts of me and sharing that with the people who are interested. It, it is part of that journey for me of going into the forest and oh man, do I feel like Shiloh sometimes, you know, like this coaching thing and the teaching thing and the parenting thing and the living thing. <laughs> like sometimes you just look around and it feels like, I know it's not a hundred percent true, but it feels like everybody else has it figured out or that they're happy with their lives. And not that you're unhappy or not that like you just want something different and you're not sure quite what it is. And so there's that moment in time where you have to like really look at your life and say, do I just want to do the things that everyone else is doing because it seems to make everybody else happy and that's what everyone else has done? Or do I want to sit in that discomfort of maybe being by myself and not shiny and losing my shine and going through this like internal struggle of figuring it out? Um, you know, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. I think there's an answer that sometimes makes sense and sometimes doesn't make sense for you. And so I guess the question coming out of this second part of Shiloh the Shiny Thing is, you know, when do you feel like that, that you are going into the darkness of the forest and you don't have your shine or what you thought was your shine? Um, yeah, I wonder what's going to happen with Shiloh when they go in there. I clearly planned some of it out, but I I didn't know about this, like what I was going to be writing about this time around as well as, you know, it's not like I outline everything. So um, also I spent a really good amount of time looking at pictures of trees root systems because they are incredible and it is so cool to learn about. So if you're interested in that, um, I'm also currently reading. I don't know why, but it's like it's taking me forever to read this book. And I've just like 
I read two or three pages at a time and then I have to put it down. I'm not sure what that's about, but it's called Braiding Sweetgrass. And I don't remember the author. I don't have my book. It's in my room right now. But um, anyways, it's about nature and kind of that whole concept of collectivism from our nature's perspective. Um, it's beautiful. It's beautifully written. And it just makes me feel like I'm out in the forest and seeing these root systems. And I it's just incredible. Like, how does that work? Like, I thought about this when I was pregnant. Like, how, like, clearly I know how it works. <laughs> like, to grow a human body inside of your body, like, it just knows what to do. Like, the intelligence behind nature, it just is, it's so incredible to me. Like, I, I don't know how to word it, but, um, yeah, I think that Shiloh is going to be, an interesting character to keep writing about, especially as I go through these moments in my life where I'm feeling a little bit like, where's my shine? I, what happened to it? I don't know what I'm doing um, while still continuing to do the day-to-day stuff. So yeah. Okay. I think that will be it for now. I am excited to write part three. Um, my hope is that the rest of the summer, I can really tackle some of those bigger things. I started working on my one of my websites so I can like be more visible (laughs) and not just like, Hey, I'm working on my life coaching stuff, blah, blah, blah. But like actually putting the time and effort to developing a site that is functional and that is practical and stuff like that is just really hard for me to sit there and figure out. So, um, slowly coming together, I think. And yeah, so I hope that the rest of the summer I can sit down and just finish writing some of these characters because I know when I go back to work, it's going to be a little bit chaotic and I may not have the space to be able to like really devote to this practice. Um, so anyways, I hope that you enjoyed this part, that you have a great week and I will see you next time. Adios. Thank you for listening to the Plata Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, or just share it with a friend. I would greatly appreciate it. Bye.